Hello, you're listening to Sarah Archer in episode 183 of the Speaking Club podcast. Now, last weekend was my hen do. Yay! And apparently, I didn't realise this, the last hurrah before marriage is celebrated differently around the world. In South Africa, you have a kitchen tea and people bring you presents of kitchen equipment. I'm not sure about that. Um, to Argentina, where the bride is driven around the streets naked. To China, where the aim is for everyone to cry. Now, truth be told, we'd originally planned a more traditional UK slash US Hindu or bachelorette party, as they're also known, for last weekend. But it did end up being a bit more international in flavour. One of my hens ended up having to bring a COVID testing kit. I was driven around the streets of Bristol looking for a PCR test and everyone was in tears when they found out I tested positive. Yes, indeed, the corona was flowing at my hendu. I started this podcast for two reasons. Because I want to help people recognise the power of stories and humour in speaking and because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organisations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. But I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So, if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hey there, how are you? Well, if you hadn't already guessed from my tongue-in-cheek intro, I'm getting over COVID. Despite being double-jabbed, I've managed to catch it. Although I must say, I didn't have any of the symptoms that they tell you about. Uh, completely different, just like a cold, feeling a bit tired. Anyway, I'm pretty much fully recovered and uh, can leave the house again soon. Just a couple of days. I've been climbing the walls a little bit. Actually, no, I've been recovering everyone else who lives with me has been climbing the walls because they tested negative, poor sods. But enough of that, let's talk about going live on social media. Now, truth be told here, for many, the choice between swimming in shark-infested waters or going live on social media is a tough one. But because it can play such a powerful role in building your brand authority and following, more and more people are often reluctantly going live. You see, the trouble is, whilst there is merit, absolutely, in going live regularly to get through the fear and build your confidence, the content produced when you're having a go, though, can often be as dull as dishwater. And I would say, if you're going to take the plunge and do some live speaking on social media, there is no reason you can't do it well from the start and that's where this show and the nine tips I'm going to give you will come in and these tips are going to give you a kind of like essentials checklist to follow so that you can be confident that your lives are moving you and your audience forward on the journey towards you working together. So let's kick off. Tip number one, this is all about being strategic. Everything I do when I work with people now, we start with the end in mind, just like Stephen Covey said, because you need to know where you're going to be taking people to in order to sort of create that journey in the right way. And so 
when you're thinking about Facebook Lives, you need to be strategic. You need to be thinking about okay, how does this particular Facebook Live or how do these series of Facebook Lives or Instagram Lives or LinkedIn Lives fit in with my customer's journey and what I'm trying to take them towards. Now, there's a this might be helpful. Whenever I'm planning a campaign, we use a three-phase approach. We have the first phase, which is what we call influence. And this is where we're trying to grab people's attention and shift their perspective and where we deal with things like myths and uh, assumptions and limiting beliefs and try and reverse those for people and give them some some value so that they shift perspective and get on the same page. You know, I've been talking about, you know, try and get people to believe what you believe. Well, that first influence phase is all around that. It's trying to shift their perspective and shatter some myths and so on. Then the next phase is what we call the inspire phase. And this is where you're showing the people that follow you the examples of success using the thing that you are sharing about you know whether it's a new way of doing productivity or a a particular product you know a great t-shirt could you know wearing this t-shirt makes people feel confident or coaching whatever it is examples of people that have had success doing the thing that you do it doesn't necessarily have to be your thing so for instance in my inspire phase for story-led speaking stuff then I would show people having had success telling stories you know and that you know you have to look at a raft of ted talks and you know viral ted talks and whatnot where people are using stories that i can you can see there's great examples there to inspire others that it's possible for them so that's the inspire phase and then finally there's the invite phase where you're actually having warmed people up inviting them to take the next step with you perhaps sign up for your webinar or join your challenge or or if you're using this process to talk to one particular individual if you're trying to book a speaking gig you know that whole influence inspire and invite still that structure works when you're working one-to-one with people to invite them so that last invite in a speaking gig format would be you uh, sending them to look at your showreel something like that so be strategic where is this going to fit in you know is it a one-off is it Is it raising your brand awareness or authority? What is it? And where does it fit into something like that campaign structure? You don't have to use that one. That's just an example. Okay, point number two, be intentional with each specific live. They've got to have a purpose. You know, what is this particular live going to do? So you've thought about the bigger picture. Uh, and where you know where it fits in and then where for this particular one where are your audience when you start off and where do you want to take them to what do you want them to think feel say and do at the end of this particular live that you're doing okay so always be intentional about each one so the next point is structure now the first thing that I want to say here is to have uh, one key message per live we don't want to muddy the waters trying to tell people too many things at once so one key message and have a structure around that key message so always always you know we you know talk about lightning bolts have a good hook to the intro 
to get people listening um, and then have a story. You always use a story if you can that shows some transformation. So there's your, your intro, your story, then a learning point for them to take away, then a signature sign off. Now, I might talk about signature sign-off a bit more detail in future episodes, but I would say always have a signature sign-off, which is kind of like your go-to pitch, which really has your value statement in there, what you what you bring to the party for your audience. So it doesn't have to be long, a few sentences, but have that signature sign-off and then a call to action. So there's a simple structure, intro, or, you know, hook, Story with the transformation, learning point, signature sign off and call to action. Okay, so the next tip, length. Unless you're going to use a live for a teaching session or a webinar, I would always keep them what I call snackable, which is you know two to five minutes. People's attention spans are very short. You've got to get in there and get out. And that's another reason why I only say one key message per live. Okay, so keep it to that length. Right, technical. Here's where you've got a few decisions to make. First of all, you need to decide whether you're going to go native. So you're going to jump onto Facebook and go directly into Facebook or directly into LinkedIn or Instagram, or you're going to use what they call a streaming platform. And there are things like Ecamm Live or Restream um, you can use or StreamYard to have a place where you can stream to multiple platforms. So they're worth having a look at, a little bit more technical, but if you can get a handle on them, they offer you a bit more functionality as well in terms of branding and all that good stuff. So first thing on the technical side is thinking about, do you go native or do you use a streaming platform? Next important thing I think is light. You know, if you're not gonna use a ring light or box light to light you up, make sure you have somewhere where there's good natural light so people can see you uh, and you're not backlit. You know, don't make sure they can see your face and you're not in shadow. Sounds simple, but I've cocked up on this in the past. Um, So just think about that. Also sound. Now, again, I've messed up on this in the past. Do make sure you have good sound. I know for, for me, for instance, for some reason, when I take a, a live on my iPhone, the sound is really bad through the iPhone. So I have to use a little lav mic with my iPhone in order for it not to have this sound like the ocean is right over my shoulder. So just make sure you get these things set up in advance for your life so that you can relax. Okay, so on the technical, remember it's native or or a platform, a streaming platform get your lighting right, make sure you're shown up in the best light and also your sound so that people aren't distracted by buzzing or humming or shing noises uh, and your everything gets across nicely, clearly. Next thing, branding and background. So if you are, you, you can use with some of those other platforms, you can have like slides and stuff as backgrounds Um, if you're, you know, you can also go live on zoom. So you could have a zoom background. Um, 
interesting thing recently. I So I've had a long-standing uh, client. She's working her way towards a webinar. So she's a member of TSC Live, Speaking Club Live. And for ages and ages and ages, she's had one of those um, virtual reality backgrounds, green screen backgrounds of her business card. And it looks professional and it, you know, it doesn't look bad. It's clean. But we were talking about this in one of our sessions, you know, and looking at whether for a webinar that was coming up, how she could, you know, change things up because it didn't work with the platform she was going to use for the webinar. And we talked about just having a plain background and so on. The other week she turned up with her background in her home and it's beautiful, lovely green, very plain, and it completely changed the aesthetic and the feel. It was much warmer. It was much more human. So I think there is something to be said for having you know, a very clean, professional looking for sure, but natural background because it makes people connect with you at a human level rather than using something that's green spring, which can be quite cold. Um, now, with your background, you've also got to be thinking about how does it fit with your branding? You know, I've got some Star Wars stuff knocking around my home um, and I, you know, I, I wouldn't have a problem having that in the background. Hopefully, you guys know I'm a bit bit quirky, bit fun. You know, that just be my thinking. <laughs> but anyway, so I wouldn't have a problem putting that in the background, but it might not fit with your brand. It has stuff like that knocking around. So think about your brand when you're thinking about where you're going to position yourself for your Facebook Live. Okay. Next point is rehearsal. I can't say this enough, even though you're doing a Facebook Live, which might not seem like a big webinar or whatever, these are really important because they do hang around for ages, you know, and if you do a really good one, this can be a great ad for your business. Uh, it could, you know, it could go viral, who knows? So it's really important that you, you know, give it the time it deserves to get it right and do it like a pro. Rehearse before you do it. I always suggest, again, to people that I'm working with, do it three to five times before you go live. And just so that you can be more natural, so that you're familiar with what you want to say, you get all of the stuff out of the way that, you know, the meandering and the sort of sidetracking, get that out of the way in the practice so that you're ready to rock it when you actually go live. Also, make sure, you know, you're looking at things like hair and stuff in the rehearsal. Don't, when you go live, you don't want to be messing about with your hair. You don't want to be you know, pausing and stuff, you've got to remember that most people will watch your live on the replay and they haven't got the patience to sit there watching you faff about with the hair, your hair or greet everyone that's coming on, maybe the odd one, but you want to be straight in there with a really professional intro, say what the live's about, you know, get them hooked in straight right from the start. So that rehearsal will help you hone that as well. So when the light goes on, when you start recording, you're straight in there like a pro. Do the rehearsal, do take the time, it's worth the investment. These things can be worth a lot to your business and building your audience uh, to, to move it forward. Okay, penultimate tip here. I read a quote from JK Rowling a few weeks back and I think it's really important for you in this context to take this on board. 
but not only in this context, for all of your speaking, for anything that you're doing where you want to get an audience to pay attention. And it's this quote. She said, no story lives unless someone wants to listen. Now you may have the most profound, engaging, amazing Facebook Live, Instagram Live, LinkedIn Live, but if you've got a crappy couple of words that don't entice people to click and listen and watch, that don't add some curiosity or talk to a fear or talk to a desire that they want to get them to click, then it's going to be a complete waste of time. So it's really important that you pay attention and be intentional as well with the copy that you're going to have as the sort of intro to this Facebook Live. So make sure it is either using curiosity to hook people in, talking to a desire, talking to a myth or whatever it is. Just make it really interesting so that people want to click. Make sure you can use gaps as well. The curiosity, you know, start it off and leave a gap so that they want to click to find out more and what's going on. So do pay attention to that because as she said, no story lives unless someone wants to listen. And it would be such a waste if you put all that effort in and no bugger click through to have a listen. <laughs> okay, last tip. And this is, I guess, potentially the most important for all of these lives. And it's one I still struggle with. We all struggle with this. But if you can sort this one out, then you will be an absolute master at these and other areas of your life as well. And that is, first of all, put things in perspective. It is just a Facebook live. What's the worst that can happen, especially when you've done all the prep and gone through the things that I've talked to you about? You know, it's probably going to be brilliant. But what stops so many people from doing well at lives is worrying about what anyone else thinks. Um, and I've mentioned this on the show before. Your first duty, if you think you can make a difference, is to get your message out there so that you can start changing lives. You've not got to make this about you. It's about the message. And truth is, if you can be the person that doesn't care what other people think whilst you're trying to do something good, that makes you the most powerful person in the world because we're all worrying about what people think about us. And if you can get away from that, my goodness, you are going to be like on another level. And that's what holds us back so often in business as well as speaking and marketing and all that good stuff. And life is worrying about what other people think. And I know I bang on about this, but it is so important. I know how hard it is. I still struggle with it myself, as I've said, but it, it is going to be taking your whole business, your speaking up to another level if you can detach your message from you and stop making it about you and go out there and kick ass and commit and play full out with your message. So there you go. I'll just run through those tips at a high level again. Make sure that your lives fit into your overall strategy for moving your customer towards working with you. Don't just go live on a whim. Think about it, plan it out, make sure that it counts. And for each live, be intentional. Make sure you have a specific purpose. Think about where your audience are, 
where you want to take them to. Have a structure, a loose structure, just a few bullet points, just to keep you on track and make sure you have only one key message per live. Otherwise, things can get a bit messy. Keep it tight, two to five minutes, ideally, unless you're obviously doing something which is more of a workshoppy type of live or a challenge or whatever. But two to five minutes, ideally. Think about all the technical stuff. Are you going native? Are you using a streaming platform? Make sure your light and your sound are good. Think about your background and your branding. You know, what are people going to be looking at? What does that say about you? What do you want it to say about you? Keep it clean. Keep it professional. Don't get too hung up on it. A blank wall's fine with a plant. Honestly, I love a plant and a blank wall. Can't go wrong with that. Think about those things. And then make sure you rehearse three to five times before you go live. Get familiar with it. Start relaxing. Start feeling natural and confident so that you're ready to rock it when the light goes on. Okay, Next, remember you've got to entice people to watch, listen to your stuff. Remember what J.K. Rowling said, no story lives unless someone wants to listen. Make sure you pay attention to that and spend a little bit of time crafting that text that's going to lead people into watching. Finally, put things in perspective and make the message more important than you. Get it out there. Start making a difference to your life and the lives of others. There you go. I hope that's useful for you. Um, And, you know, if you want to do more lives, then you might want to consider joining my next Snackable Story Challenge. Because during the challenge, we work on finding those stories from your life that make lives more engaging. And I show you how to craft them for maximum engagement. And I give you a fantastic little structure that you can use in your lives and videos and as part of longer talks and webinars so you can really let go and deliver with confidence. So if you want to find out more about the Snackable Story Challenge to help you with this stuff and get signed up for the next one, then head over to saraharcher.co.uk slash challenge and you'll find everything you need there. Well, that's it from me. Thank you for listening as ever. Really appreciate you taking the time. Sorry, I'm sounding a bit bunged up. The COVID is still lingering it's on the way out. I'm I'm really good, but it's a, uh, you know, it's a little bit, <laughs> it's a little bit in my voice still. Um, but I yeah, appreciate you listening. And if you enjoy the show and you do get value from it, then I'd love it if you could do me a favor, especially since I'm ill. You know, it really boosts me, help my, uh, help me recover. If you could leave a rating or review. Um, over at ratethispodcast.com slash TSC if you haven't already done so. And if you have, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And finally, as you know, unless you're in isolation like me, go out, grab your life by the nuts and get cracking. You take care. Look after yourselves. Bye-bye. If you want to be more memorable and engaging when you talk, then you need to share more stories. Stories can help you better connect with your audience and their problems and get them leaning in more powerfully than anything else. And short, snackable stories are great to use in pitches, Facebook Lives, podcasts, videos, keynotes, webinars, blogs, in fact, everywhere to share your message and grow your business. 
The trouble is that finding your snackable stories and confidently sharing them can feel like a struggle. And that struggle can slow you down or stop you in your tracks. But that's where my free snackable story challenge comes in. Over the course of just five days, I'm going to give you resources, training and coaching to help you find your authentic personal stories to share and build your skills and confidence in sharing them. Not only that, but the challenge will guide you towards a tangible result at the end and assets for you to use going forward. The next challenge is starting soon. So to grab your space, go to saraharcher.co.uk slash challenge right now.